Hi, everybody. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Coming to you in the middle of a thunderstorm. Boo, 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 boo. Or, um, what's the song? In the air tonight by Phil Collins. Your thunder sounded oh, like a drum yeah, yeah, fell yeah. coming in. I know, I always accidentally like default to that. <laughs> to that. Because <laughs> I think of that gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google, what was it, Cadbury? It, yeah, Cadbury Gorilla Drums commercial. Yeah, that'll, that'll, pro- that'll probably get to you. <laughs> I'll get you there. Um, um, but we... So we've been going through a little bit of a heat wave. Oh my gosh! Here in Pennsylvania, so it's been really hot. But t- this afternoon, for like a good two hours, maybe three hours, we had like a pretty big thunderstorm, a lot of rain. Um, I think it's died down. But if you hear any rumbling, um, it's not not my stomach. Probably <laughs> the thunder. Um, but yeah, the boys loved it. They did. Check for it. the most part. Oh yeah, please. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, he can deal with it. He would pretend that he was scared so that yeah. he could curl up on us, which is which fine. Which is fine. We let that happen. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, but yeah, it's been hot. It's been, it's been the summer. It's been July. <laughs> Jack is at his um, first week of camp ever. Ever, yeah. We since he was in school in the fall, we figured we'd try one week of camp, mm-hmm. and we think he likes it. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, he does. He, he really just does. he's very tired when he gets home, so he doesn't share much. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know anybody's name. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he does know one of his counselor's name. That's about it. Or as he calls them the people in green shirts. <laughs> but we're all doing great. Mm-hmm. And um, we've um, been on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then went I was out of town. Yeah, we went to Myrtle Beach for a whole week, which is really great. And the kids loved it. There was also a heat wave down there when we went. So that was awesome. We and I fr- got sunburned. I got super sunburned the first day. Mm-hmm. And I still, like... And that's going to be her tan for the next... Like, that's going to be the pattern on her back for the next several years, The first tan I get of the summer never goes away. Yeah. So now the sunburn has turned tan. All of these... Because it... It's not a normal sunburn where it's, like... No, it has, like, weird lines from from her bathing suit. Yeah, and I tried to spray my legs in the middle of it. Oh, and so Holly... Yeah, she's got two-toned legs. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, I have two-toned legs. I was looking... I had an OB appointment. Sorry. Excuse me. So popular. (laughs) Daniel's phone went off. I don't know if you could tell. (laughs) But, um... What was I talking about? See, this is what happens when you don't silence your phone. About your ungainly um, sunburn. And the OB office i like looked at the full body mirror and was like oh my gosh you could like really see it i thought maybe it was like die like uh fading away no. nope still really strong yeah so we had a lot of fun we celebrated jack's birthday at the beach mm-hmm. he was very excited he's happy to be four yeah and to be with all of his uncles and his yeah, grandmother I, I think yeah all of my brothers were down there at some point so that was good mm-hmm. so you got to see all of our family in north carolina and take a little little break remember why we live in um pennsylvania where it's not humid and 85 degrees when you wake up yeah but other than that it was really really wonderful mm-hmm. a much needed break i don't think we've when was the last time we went on vacation that wasn't to north carolina to visit family to visit family um it was our baby moon no or... it well it was your sister's wedding but that wasn't oh, like yeah. just for vacation but yeah. yeah before we had jack was the last time we went Mm-hmm. Some like to some neutral site <laughs> to have a vacation, and then we got food poisoning. And then we got food poisoning. 
and we were walking through the military aviation museum like not like oh i wouldn't say doubled over but like i was pretty uncomfortable most of yeah. the time i had a great i know the next day i was really yeah, sick. the next day yeah. you were really sick so it evened out <laughs> we really know how to do it we yep but um our friend michelle emailed us and told us that we have left you guys on pins and needles we need to hear our um the gender announcement for this yeah because we didn't realize that we were like oh we're gonna get in the ultrasound the last episode and then um have it recorded since no i think we recorded we just forgot to tell them maybe i don't know what 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 week is it it? (laughs) you found out at 20 weeks and you're like what eight yeah i think you're like 45 weeks along at this point. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so I guess you never said it. Yes, so... Dun, 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 dun. Don't do a drum roll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry if that hurt your ears. Um, it's a boy! Another boy. We're really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and the boys are really Yeah, Jack excited. and Blaze are super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, they kiss the baby, and they talk to him, and they... Um, Blaze was telling me how excited he was and what he, how he was going. No, Jack was telling me how he's going to help change the baby, but then he changed that to, I'm going to give mommy the diapers <laughs> to change the baby. It's more realistic. Yeah. But we're really, really excited, especially like what I always tell people when they ask if I'm disappointed. It's like, of course not. I'm just, yeah. and also I know what I'm doing. Right. We're pretty good at boys. Not to brag, but we're pretty good at having... <laughs> Male children. And I was such a tomboy growing up, so I think that this is just really... I think I'm just made to have boys. Yeah. So we're just going to have... We're keep having boys. Well, that's our plan. At this point, <laughs> we can't change without major uh, revisions to uh, our plan here. But I um, just mentioned Michelle, and we wanted a little shout-out to Michelle, and we're really excited to work with her and her little blog. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have some more info on that forthcoming yes yes we'll share everything on facebook and i guess and all the things tweeter (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah so we've been we've been busy oh and then i was at i was at a conference for work last week so we got back from vacation i was here for three days sunday monday tuesday yeah but worked late on tuesday worked late on tuesday and then flew out wednesday morning until friday afternoon Mm mm-hmm and I just lost it. <laughs> no, you were fine. I know. The boys did great. But um, yeah. I realized how much I, I love you and need you. <laughs> I'm glad that's what it took. Um, no, we're really. And then Daniel got to work from home today. So mm-hmm. And are... tomorrow is the 4th of July. So I don't have to work then. So it's good. Yes. And it's the summer. So everything's a little more relaxed. So, But it's been a good. It's been a really great year. And the summer's been good. So we're we're looking forward to everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, except <laughs> except for, for the fact major downer that all of our friends are moving away. All of not, our friends not are all moving of them. away. Um, so a little backstory: we when we first moved to um, Ardmore, where we are now, we got like I don't know, like six or seven months later, we fell into this like new coming community. Mm-hmm. Um, of people who a lot of them were living in Ardmore very close. Um, but we were having like starting a young adult worship and prayer group called 2105. Um, and it was led by this really awesome priest who was young and, um, but very like traditional and really awesome. And, um, 
a couple of like we've formed like core <laughs> friendships out of this 2105 it was mm-hmm. only like a year and a half of our actual lives that this 2105 would meet weekly yeah that it was super consistent but um it really like formed our community before we met all of those people we didn't we literally didn't have any friends <laughs> yeah we had a few a few friends but it really wasn't that like strong community that we both really wanted right um and then uh the priest who started it had to move he was uh sent to rome to study and then one of our good friends um moved to nebraska mm-hmm. and then um the then like another couple from the group moved to Kansas, and then mm-hmm. this summer... And also, so one joined the Air National Guard mm-hmm. and was, like, training in Texas. Was it Texas? Somewhere out. I think so. Somewhere far away. And um, then this summer, two more couples are moving, and yeah. ha- or have moved. One couple has already moved, and the other one is, is, is moving. moving at the mm-hmm. end of July. And so the core group that, like, gave us the foundation of community... Um, it's stripped down to like, not very many people. Not very people. There's a few, a few of us left. And like we had, you know, because people got married and had children and different things changed, the, the group stopped meeting weekly. Mm -hmm. Um, and that had petered out a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were still a really close group of friends and still hung out often. Um, but now it's kind of dwindling. I feel mm-hmm. like if we had taken a picture of everyone and we looked at it now, they would just like be They're fading. Fog in the away. Yeah. It'd just be, I can totally it'd see just it. Just be us. But we do. I mean, there are still a good amount of yeah. us still here, but it feels like at least half of the group is like, if not more, yeah, yeah has uh, moved away, and um, so we're feeling pr- hit pretty hard. Yeah, and it's. We were, and everyone was kind of transplants. I think that was something that united us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't too many people who grew up in the area and had been here all their lives. We'd been coming from all over the place, so it was a little bit expected. And mm-hmm. also, you know, a lot of them were single when we all met, and a lot of them are now married. So, you know, when that they happens, home. right, right, or they have kids and they move, that kind of thing. So it's, you know, we get it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we understand. But it is it is tough because um, these were our close you know very closest friends and people who we had, um, you know when we first moved to the area they were there and as we were really embracing our faith more they were there for that and it was just it was a very foundational part of our lives individually and mm-hmm. as a couple and within a community definitely and it's not to say like these friends are still very close and they still mean a lot to us but it is a difference in. Mm-hmm. The way community is lived um, right. when they're far away, mm-hmm. but um, it definitely was like a formative time for us. But we were all in this like transitional uh, period of our lives, so mm-hmm. you know it's expected. But yeah. um, I felt after like a couple of them made the move, I started to feel a little guarded with my friendships because I was <laughs> That's like, I don't want, I don't want you to move. <laughs> I don't want to get my yeah. into it, and then you move. But then. You know, you just can't. You can't live like that. Yeah. So all of this change has gotten Holly and I to thinking about, um, I don't know, just kind of where we are in life in terms of community and who, who is our community and what's our role in it. And um, it's been a little sad seeing that some of these people are moving away, but it's also been kind of exciting because we've 
um, talked and we really want to make an effort to be intentional in creating and fostering community elsewhere, you mm-hmm. know, through other friends that we have or other places where we are, you know, like our neighborhood we live in, that kind of thing. Um, so it's also been a little energizing to say, hey, let's, this isn't, this doesn't mean we never have friends again. It means we can focus our efforts <clears throat> on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Dino and I like sat down while we were at the beach to say like, <laughs> so what are we going to do now that all of our friends have moved? <laughs> <laughs> but I really loved what you said that like, um, we still have so many people in front of us. You know, that's not exactly what you said, but <laughs> somewhere to the side of us, somewhere behind us. Um, we were at the beach, so if I was looking at the ocean, oh then technically everybody everyone would have been behind mm-hmm. us. No. That's how geography works, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that there are still so many friendships to be had. Mm-hmm. Like just because we're our friendships that we have are changing because they're moving away, doesn't mean that. Um, again that I shouldn't make new ones mm-hmm. or dig deep into the ones that are that are in front of me and I think um so, sorry <laughs> <laughs> um I think something really cool about this experience and the you know community we're a part of is it looking back on it now it feels like almost like a period of formation because we you know we had been living our faith um, for a few years, this was, you know, we finally got tapped into this group probably like two and a half years after we'd been married. So we'd kind of both, um, you know, I had been rediscovering the faith and Holly had discovered the faith and we were kind of, it's pretty new to me, right. Growing in it in that regard, but we hadn't really, we'd never been around a group of people who were like-minded and who, you know, wanted to live holy lives together. Like we hadn't found that especially at this point. For me, coming from a, like, um, very, like, evangelical Protestant background, there was, like, a, a couple times there where I, in the, before we met a good community like this, um, where I was like, okay, well, I really trust the church. The church is definitely true. I firmly believe that, but I guess that just means that we're not going <laughs> to... We won't have any friends. We're not going to have a lot of friends, so it's just going to look a little different. Or that, or that like, we would we would make friends, but wouldn't be able to connect with them on this mm-hmm. Catholic level. Um, but then whenever we met them, I was like, oh, they exist. <laughs> they, exist. they really do. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think it, it helped us to grow and to see people from a different perspective. Cause we had like me being a revert and Holly being a convert hadn't really been exposed to kind of some some really like big institutions and ideas and movements within the Catholic church for people mm-hmm. our age. For example, a lot of our friends went to the Franciscan university of Steubenville. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that is just like a really awesome place. And like people who graduate from there, you know, they're really on fire for the Lord and are really awesome. So we hadn't been exposed to that kind of thing. And a lot mm-hmm. of them also work for focus and other things. We just, we'd never met people who were kind of, really formed in their faith like these people were mm-hmm. and to, to open myself up to like different charisms of the church you mm-hmm. know like different mini- ministries different missions right. different um hearts that are that are speaking in different ways through the church and to mm-hmm. see how diverse it is through this group of friends was really really great um i remember we were at 
a party one time. Um, and this wasn't, I think we'd been hanging out with these people for a while. And there was a person there who wasn't Catholic who was like asking questions about Catholicism and like some like my ears pricked up <laughs> like, oh no, I need to go answer this correctly. And then I looked over and saw which two friends were talking to him. And I think I literally was like, oh good, I could just sit here and relax because they have that covered way more than I would. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, it was really refreshing for us to not, to be able to just be a part of it and not feel like we had to, I don't know, not like lead it or correct it or something. It's it similar to the way I felt about our parish when we got there, mm-hmm. um, that we, we were able to just be there. We weren't asked to do a million things. We didn't need to like help run the parish. It was really, we were able to be there and be ministered to, mm-hmm. which was not an experience we'd had at any other parish. Um, well, I always felt like we were in each like Catholic venue that we were in, like the ministries that we were doing or the um, parish that we were at or the little service projects that we did while you were at Villanova. Mm-hmm. We always had like a big beef with what they were like, because they were doing things contrary to church teaching or like not fully living out the Right. I wouldn't say much contrary. like contrary, but like definitely missing something. Missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, or not in the right spirit. I feel like there were like a lot of things that were just not in the right spirit. Yeah. We would be like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. but here we were at least, we were finally like comfortable with um, everything. Mm-hmm. But that, like, having had that experience and being around these people, I feel like we, like, that was, like, this three-year period of formation where, like, okay, now you're, now you're, like, you know what it's like to be Catholic in community. Now you can go out and create this mm-hmm. or, you know, foster this outside of this and be that foundation that we weren't ready to be when we first came into it. Definitely. And it made me think of, um, like, priestly formation, and like, you know, you're going to be in seminary for five, six years before you're a priest. And we don't, you don't necessarily get that for being just a Catholic lay adult. Like right. there's no like formal uh, period of formation where you're like, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's how you make friendships. Here's how you like navigate relationships. Here's mm-hmm. how you help your marriage to be um, like a evangelical vocation. Like you don't get that you know we're not in seminary for that long with the spiritual director forming right. these things um so i feel like we are very fortunate to have this community that was able to foster us mm-hmm. in the way that it did because i mean just general young adultism <laughs> is really hard yeah. like it's hard to make friends when you're a young adult and you're not but you're not going out to bars every weekend mm-hmm. you know like it's just awkward and you're used to college and then you're set out into this new space and you just don't you don't know anybody and it's just very very awkward so mm-hmm. um for us to find what we did we were super fortunate i right. know that there are so many people who don't find this for maybe ever but um we were we've been super super blessed by this and edified we've been super edified by this community and um it's been really beautiful to be a part of it um but it does make make us feel like we know we now know the importance of community to foster it um, so that it can continue and that but with the friendships that we have but also to not let it only be just for like us right it's not self-serving and it's something else I've been thinking about that I heard on I think it was Catholic stuff you should know a while ago like a couple of years ago they had a podcast on community or friendship 
um, and they made the point that your community isn't necessarily the people you want to hang out with or spend time with. It's the people who are around you. Um, and that has been very impactful that, you know, you can, it's not really community if you cherry pick, like, just the people you want to, to be around. Yeah. You know, and I think the real Christian sense of community is everyone there, you know, everyone mm-hmm. at the table. Like, that's who your community is, you know, like them or not. That's who you, that's who you're, the Lord is calling you to be with. So mm-hmm. that's who you need to reach out to. And that reminds me of this, um, I told you about it at the beach, but this little snippet on Caleb, they featured, I think it's now like a nonprofit. I don't know, but this woman, um, I forget the whole story, but she like bought some picnic table for like super cheap on a yard sale site, painted it teal or turquoise and then set it in her set it in her front yard and her family lived their life like they did their homework they ate their dinners they ate all their meals like at that picnic table on their front yard and sure enough like their neighbors would walk by and always have some comment about the turquoise table um and they just started like joining them it just like was a very Mm -hmm. like organic process so it's just i love that picture of how how visual that is of like just opening up your life to other people mm-hmm. and how community just happens. Right. Um, and it wasn't necessarily the case for us with finding our group of 2105, but it is what we can do now mm-hmm. since we have a family and since we're in a neighborhood and we're in like a, we're in our house, we like own our house, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not in this transitory phase. Um, and also, it makes me think of something I've always wrestled with with St. Therese, that she, she had the, like, she, I think she talked about it, but there, it's well known that she had this friend or this uh, other nun with her in the monastery, monastery? Uh, Convent. Yeah. Got it. I win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who she really did not like, like, had a hard time with her, but she loved her anyway, like, and loved her so much that that uh, sister thought that they were like best friends. <laughs> but Saint Therese, like re- she like was uh, did not get along with yeah. well with her. But she loved her so much, and that's such a beautiful picture of what community is. It's just like you don't choose choose who you love or whatever. Sorry, what did yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You're not just around like you. You don't don't just choose the people you want to be around. Your community is who is around you. Yes, and you love them and love Mm -hmm. them super well. But Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I think the reason why I've always wrestled with it is that I don't know if I would do that and be able to keep, like, an authentic love for them. That's the trick. Can I say something? What? You you hang out with a lot more people than I would just be like, never mind, don't call them back. You do us like so much. You do such a better job of being willing to like be available to certain people, who I find um, quite taxing <laughs> to be around. Like, there's always like, okay, Holly's hanging out with that person again. Like, good for her. Like, I would be very tempted to kind of just try to ghost on them, mm. but you you stick with them. That is true. And I think you, I don't think you're inauthentic when you're hanging out with them. Yeah. That's true. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Good. But um, it does make me think that I think that St. Therese lives that out, what you were saying about community really well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that hopefully we want to um, really set 
not not goals because it's not goals but we want to really be intentional about reaching out to others both like those who share our faith and those who don't who are just Mm -hmm. in our community um like we we've been saying for a while we'd like to have kind of like a dedicated um like dinner night like invite people over for dinner on sunday night or something like that kids Um, and everyone yeah and i think now you know now we have time and kind of effort to do that Mm -hmm. you know we it's sad that we don't have as many people to hang out with but now you know those friends who we are you know still are around that we're still friends with we can focus more on them Mm -hmm. on being open and available to them but also you know reaching out to neighbors and other people to um just really make an effort to to be loving and inviting and last um was the last podcast we talked about your marriage saving Mm -hmm. the world i think so I think this is probably part of that. Like we now have the kind of ability and formation to go out and to create community and bring others into our lives. And hopefully with the end goal of being pointing them towards Christ. Right. Because that's the end goal with everything. Yes. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. I'm trying to. Well, I don't know Um, about you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also gotten me thinking about what we have to offer. And I think... I think we have a lot to offer people. (laughs) And this one seems kind of silly, but the fact that we do live so far from all of our extended family, it's kind of just us up here. Um, That's something that other families don't have, you know? So for example, they, someone's whole family lives in the same area. They may never get to spend 4th of July by themselves or they never spend Thanksgiving by themselves, you know, and they might, we would, in their eyes, we would be more free to do things, you mm-hmm. know? So we could, um, I don't know, like offer to do something. Well, like we hosted Thanksgiving for our friends who didn't have family around for mm-hmm. the first two years that we were here um, in this house. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people were very thankful for that because they didn't have anywhere else to go because they weren't yeah. able, because they were far away from family too. And so that we were here. Right, but I'm thinking also people who do live around their immediate family. I I guess I should have said this before. I could see, like, if we were in North Carolina around our immediate family, it would be very easy for us to never need to go out with friends or hang out with friends mm-hmm. because it would be like, oh, should we invite someone for dinner? It should be your sister or my brother or our parents. Like, I could see it would be very easy to stay just within your family. Kind mm-hmm. of the same, like, we, you know, when we go on vacation, we have to visit our family. Right. Um you know, and that's, you know, we got to visit everyone, takes all our time. It's not taxing, but like, it's tiring. Kinda, yeah. So it's worth it, but it's tiring. Right. So I could see a family whose whole immediate or extended family lives around them could very easily fall into never interacting with people outside their family. Mm-hmm. So I think us not being attached like that, we'd be able to say like, hey, let's hang out at our house for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. whereas to invite I, them to dinner, right? to expose, yeah, not expose, but to give them new friendships than just their family. Right, yeah. I see what you're right. saying. So it's like everyone goes to their parents or their in-laws on 4th of July. We don't do that because we don't live near them. So is that an opportunity to like invite other people over mm-hmm. to, to do that? Yeah. 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 And we have more time too because, because of that mm-hmm. for the same reason. <laughs> well, um, what do you think we have to offer? I think we have really cute kids. We do have really cute kids. That is... <laughs> Um, 
our kids are the best. So <laughs> pretty sure everyone says that, but I really mean it. Everyone says about our kids. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, my square, my square. <laughs> your square, your sitting square is squeaking. My square is so cheeking. Uh, <laughs> my chair is so squeaky. But um, no, the other thing that I would say is that like for a lot, I mean, some want to think about myself and what I have to offer is <laughs> not a lot of people have like a creative friend mm-hmm. um, and certainly not one as creative as you <laughs> Holly <laughs> but there is something to um, having a like oh gosh this sounds terrible just for me to talk about myself like this but to have like an artistic person mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 just stop a lot of people ask me like what paint color they should use or like stuff like that people yeah. appreciate it okay you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but I think that I add a little bit of a different uh, voice because I am in the arts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're in and of the arts. <laughs> <laughs> but I think likewise, you're um, you're great to have around too because you are so tall and I can reach things on high shelves. <laughs> you're so stinking smart. If we ever um... built a quizzo team, that is trivia night for all you <laughs> Southerners or non-Philadelphians. <laughs> Um, if we ever built a quizzo team, you'd be rocking it. That's a lot to offer, man. (laughs) (laughs) You get a $25 gift card to that bar when you win. No, but that's where you build community. Quizzo. (laughs) Quizzo nights. (laughs) Scratch everything you said. Never mind. Refocus. We're going to hit up all the quizzo nights. (laughs) No, but seriously, you do add a, a certain depth to a conversation because you can reference a lot of information that I cannot. Kind of like, could never. So I'm like, I'm basically Wikipedia, is what you're saying. Oh my gosh, stop. No, I'm just kidding. You're doing great. You're... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but um, yeah, we, but also with our family and like our focus on our kids and like something I've seen is um, the way that we look at our family and at raising children and the kind of the approach we take um, is often shared by people who aren't Catholic, who aren't Christian. I think mm-hmm. that's like a really good touch point to... Um, kind of introduce like, well, here, this is why we do things this way. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is the reason why we do all of this. And I think us being, um, I don't like caring and loving and like really making an effort to, um, like both you and I both be with the kids and out doing stuff. I think that can go a long way in, um, supporting others, but also just being an example for other families Mm -hmm. as well. Because sometimes it's just that you have to see others doing it to feel like you have their permission to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like a lot of things with parenting, like just, just last night at my OB appointment, it was such a lively OB OB appointment (laughs) reference twice in one podcast. Podcast. Wait, what did you reference it before? With my tan lines. Oh, with your tan lines. Yes. (laughs) Shoot, now I forgot what I was talking um, about. You were referencing oh, it. Okay. The nurse who was um, with me, she was like complaining about her kids so much. She actually called them demons um, and said that they're cute because demons are cute. <laughs> um, and you made the point when I was telling you about it because I felt really uncomfortable and did not know how to, how to talk to this woman. Um, and you said that like some people, that's the way that they talk about their kids. Like she's not really serious that she doesn't hate. Like, she doesn't really hate her kids because people who hate her kid, their kids don't talk about their kids. Right. Um, so that's just, like, her way of doing it. And it's, it's like, 
it, it's also just to kind of clarify i was i think some people do that a lot it's sort of like um not like humble bragging but like oh they're so crazy but somehow i managed to do it yeah, kind of a thing yeah um but for me to to openly be like no i like my blaze is like crazy but so cute but he's i would never i don't know like to speak with him with different language to her, um, mm-hmm. which I didn't do a great job of last night because I was so thrown off by the language that she was using. But that all that to say that like if I had if I had been able to do that, it would have been a, maybe would have helped her be like, oh, I can speak well of my children, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, to give that permission. I don't know. No, just sharing that. <laughs> just thanks. Anything else about your OB appointment? You'd like to share with everyone. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> <Solid>. <laughs> You're good. Um, another thing that sort of just popped into my head was that you were talking about how creative and artistic and how oh, helpful and how insightful and how relatable you are. Oh, God. You really are. All those things. Thanks. I mean it. I didn't say that about myself. Though. I didn't. I said it about you. I know. Thank you. Um, is that we... I have the like ability and kind of time and space to like engage with some of the other dads that I know and like other men. And I think, I think really with men, I don't know why we're, it's, everything's hard for us. (laughs) Like (laughs) I think making friends for guys is much harder. Oh, definitely. So I think guys are much, I, I don't know. Like here's an example. I don't know what it means, but, um, when I was at the conference, I was with two of my male coworkers and like, one night we like we we went out to dinner after the conference is over and it was like eight o'clock and we're all like, I mean I'm kind of tired so we all just went back to our hotel rooms and went to sleep, and like I don't know I feel like with guys it's easy to be like, oh right, whatever let's just not do anything you know yeah like let's not try to like push that further or like spend this time together and mm-hmm. I think it's just I don't know what it is about guys but we um I feel like we're more comfortable kind of not being on our own. But, like, trying to go it alone. I think that's a good way of putting it. We're more comfortable being like, no, I'll just do it by myself. That's fine. Maybe. How do you know? You're not a man. I don't. (laughs) But I I feel like guys have a little bit more of a guard up. Yeah, exactly. You you just don't really know how. Because girls, it's so easy to, to connect on an emotional level. Right. Like, you find one thing and we can talk about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then that can touch on all these other things. Right. And then. It just snowballs. But for guys, it's like football. You know, like you don't have. I've, I've had to fake my way through a lot of Villanova <laughs> basketball conversations recently. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. They really shoot the leather pumpkin through the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the but guys, I feel like don't connect on such a on like a deeper level. It takes a much longer time mm-hmm. to connect on a deeper level. Right. So it's hard to form true friendships. But then also us, like, as a family, that makes it easier. Like, you and I meeting with another couple makes that easier, you know? It's not makes, just one Makes on, the, bo- the, the boys. The boys. <laughs> it gives the boys something to do. But it helps connect you guys whenever you wouldn't otherwise. Right, yeah. yeah. I and I think true. it's just, like, like, there's some dads in the neighborhood I always want to talk with more, but it's, like, there's a million things going on, and, mm-hmm. like, the kids are running down the street, and I feel like if we were like more intentional, like, Hey, let's hang out with this family. Then we would have that time to be like, to talk a little more and, and to kind of get to know them better. Yeah. 
And I think it's, what, go on. Hopefully our our, like dinner ideas uh, goes well and it's not just us trying to corral our children the entire time. But we could also like hang out with the adults on our own. Yes. Since we live within 100 yards of each other, we just meet in the middle. Um, This is why I love where we live because we (laughs) trip over each other. Yeah. Which is great. Mm -hmm. And our lawns, lawns are small so it doesn't take too long to do yard work. Except this past weekend and it Oh my gosh. We hadn't it was too, trimmed the bushes it was and mowed the lawn in like two weeks, so it took me three hours to do it. And like, and it was um, like two billion degrees outside. <laughs> and the boys wanted to watch and/or oh, help the I whole know. time. Blaze with his little toy lawn mower, which was, he is grass, obsessed with. Well, the grass was too thick, and he couldn't push it to the front yard, so he couldn't. So frustrated. Oh. Um, <laughs> what were we talking? Oh, about being close to our neighbors. Yeah, so we're super um, close, so it's really easy to meet. Um, each other yeah. and our our neighbor who doesn't or who's older um, offers to watch our kids for free all the time, <laughs> which is pretty nice. Which is pretty nice. By the way, I have. We should trade her. You should like cut her lawn for watching oh, the boys or something. Yeah, I've been wanting to tell you about that. Yeah, her lawn's hard. I know it's, it is. <laughs> but maybe you could think of something else. Okay, I'll think of <laughs> I shovel the driveway a lot. Yeah, she did. Okay, we're even. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but all this to say, like, based on what we've gone through, um, we feel kind of better prepared to go out and kind of do the heavy lifting of creating a community and of um, being available to others and being, like, really solidified and firm in our faith. Um, you know, the, the point is to always grow in your faith mm-hmm. um, and your trust in the Lord. And I think we through having the community that we did we're we have a stronger foundation so now we're able to go out and kind of not go out on a limb but kind of expend expend some effort to make these relationships and Mm -hmm. to to be the ones who's kind of the driving force behind it be like hey let's do this let's hang out oh how's this going you know and like Mm -hmm. kind of because it does especially as an adult take effort to maintain friendships and relationships Mm -hmm. Um, and it takes confidence to start them yeah. And to open yourself up to them. And I feel like this group of friends has really given us the confidence to be like, yeah, we we are fun. We know mm-hmm. how to have fun within like um, within the context of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's we have something to offer. And so, That's what I was saying before. <laughs> and so we want so it's it's hard to say goodbye to these friends and it's been really a heartbreaking season for us for this but i am a little excited for the fact that like we have to start new it, it is so i was telling holly this before um because we were we were trying to do her like sales tax for her business and like <sighs> it was just kind of there was some problems Headache. yeah and holly was kind of down on it um and i told her something that i had um i forget where i originally learned it but most recently learned it from nick Foles. <laughs> Uh, Super Bowl MVP, quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, there was some interview he was talking about, because if you don't know anything about Nick Foles, he's basically like was a backup and traded around and was going to quit football and then like got called by a coach and he was basically like, all right, I'll spend one more season, see how it goes. And like that put him on the track to playing in the Super Bowl and being the MVP. Crazy. And he um, had said something to the effect of you like – you have to look at failures as opportunities to improve. Um, and that, for whatever reason, that really stuck with me that, 
like when you fail like realize what went wrong and you don't need to spend time focusing on that it's the same i mean it's a universal truth so you can mm -hmm. apply it to lots of things especially um in your spiritual lives like when you sin like when you go to confession you recognize what you've done wrong and um you know make an intention to amend your life and not make that mistake again mm -hmm. and so with every mistake you have the opportunity to grow mm -hmm. um and so this isn't necessarily a mistake i would say this is a challenge this mm -hmm. is an opportunity to grow so we're you know losing some friends in the sense that they're moving away but we have um an opportunity to really go out and make new friends and kind of you know really live out the gospel in the sense of loving others and sharing god's love with others you know and it is i think you know we would have a I wouldn't want to say specifically evangelical goal. Well, I feel like with like, everything is if, yeah. If you really right, if you as a Christian, you ought to wish everyone to know Jesus. So like, mm -hmm. in loving others, you're gonna desire that for them. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's like a forthright like, hey, here's a rosary. Yeah. <laughs> or just or just start praying the rosary. You probably get through two decades before they get confused. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's definitely more like we're. It's not like we have this ulterior motive. Yeah. But or something. It's just that we genuinely want to get to, and we have wanted this for a while mm -hmm. to really get to know our neighbors yeah. and invest in them and invest in time with them. Um, and so it just is second nature for it to follow that it's about Jesus. Right. You know, like it's, I don't even want to say second nature, it's first nature. Right. I don't know. But doesn't, I don't want it to say. It's like, like the like, underlying yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and I just think of like with all the like craziness in the world and different things going on in the church, like this is how like I just and Holly and I sometimes will talk about how like everything is crazy and like you know what's going on. I just always remind her to remember that like the church started out with um with like eleven, well twelve like scared people. Mm -hmm. And like from that, from the apostles and from Mary, like it converted most of the world. Mm-hmm. And like whenever we fear like, oh, we're alone, we don't have anything, like just think of like, think of Paul traveling around in prison, like, you know, being rejected by people, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, think of all of the martyrs during the Roman era, like the church kind of thrives in challenging situations. Definitely. So like in our lives, we should not be, not be overcome with fear or doubt that that we will be alone or that we'll be insufficient to do whatever we're asked to do, but to have trust in the Lord and to know that this is kind of um, where his like grace comes in most fully, you know? Yeah. So there we go. So there we have it. Um, I'm excited to see what, what the Lord is going to do with us that we're now that we're opening ourselves up to, mm -hmm. to him to work. Yeah. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. So if you want to hang out with us or if you have any <laughs> questions or comments or anything, um, please feel free to email us at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Like us on Facebook. Um, and please pray for us and know that we are praying for all of you. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.